Welcome back to the hottest show in all of the interwebs. Welcome to the Corporate Savages podcast, where we talk about how to make it, navigate, and have fun in corporate America and discuss what's good in these streets. We got some hot topics for you today. And the theme for the episode will be mental health in the workplace. It's your boy, the Black Tony Stark, Mr. Millionaire. Yes, sir. And then it's your boy, <laughs> yes, sir. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm an R&B singer in the making. Okay, we 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 drunk this podcast. I see. All right. Well, uh, it's me. You know, I don't need any names. You know who it is. It's the boy Kwame. Facts. And you know, we had to bring on a special guest for this episode to turn on the heat a little bit. We got Fifi the Thickness, the Ethiopian Queen. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Ooh, ooh. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm Fifi, a.k.a. Fakirta, a.k.a., like Jordan said, Ethiopian Queen, the thickness and fiery Fifi, because I'm a Leo. What's up? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know it was the thickness was your name now. I didn't I didn't get the memo. It, it officially is. I mean, yeah. Ooh, y'all heard that. <laughs> follow, follow her Instagram to confirm or deny that after the show. Yeah, guys. Follow like her I'm going to have to post some, some thirst traps for the, for the pod. I'm got to. Yeah, we're going to make that the thumbnail for the pod. From now on. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Right, before we get, get it popping, let me, let me go ahead and throw out a quick disclaimer. Uh, nothing that we say or recommend on this podcast is financial or life advice just imagine you're sitting in a bar talking to a friend and you know he just suggests something to you like we're not lawyers we're not financial advisors nor are we life coaches even though i do want to become a life coach i'm not one yet so with that out the way let's get it started so the theme for the episode mental health in the workplace and I think this is a very good topic because especially in African American community, I feel like mental health kind of gets thrown to the side. And and just to expand upon that, like sometimes it cannot be taken as serious or if you're a dude or you're a girl, it can be seen as a sign of weakness. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and get it started with one of the questions for the theme. How do you deal with stress at the workplace? Great question. Great question. I <laughs> I am actually very bad at dealing with stress. And it's not that I get stressed out or whatever, but it's just that whenever something stresses me out too much, I just take a break. <laughs> I just like, you know what? I can't figure this out. Let me go look look on something on Netflix or let me open up Twitter or something like that. Like I just like try and take my mind off it as best I can. But of course, you know, I got to go, I got to come back to it eventually and, you know, finish whatever it was stressing me out. But that's just kind of how I deal with stress throughout my life, actually. Just ignore it and then come back to it eventually. Yeah, I will say for me, um, the way I deal with stress mostly at work is just by listening to music. Um, I don't know why, but for me, like, I can be able to, like, listen to, like, real trap music. Um, especially when I'm work or you know when I'm working, and that actually helps you know soothe out my the, my stressness uh, at work. And then now you know like working from home because of the whole you know panorama um, that's going on. You know also uh, it would like take like small little naps in between uh, 
work or just being able to like just take small breaks, walk outside, catch some vitamin D outside, you know, or just uh, pop on a quick show um, on the TV, you know, or just being able to like talk to some of my other like family members. Um, that's at home. His girls, that's what he mean by talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I see you. Hey, you know, definitely, you know, gotta hit my phone at one time from the one time, you know, while you nice little ladies out there. But, um, but yeah, you know, definitely, um, I feel like stress is, is definitely a big thing. Um, especially if you have like a very demanding job, you know? Right, no. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, for me, like, I guess I don't really deal with stress that well either. But for me, I like to work out. So for lunch, what I've been doing is I've been running or I've been jump roping. And exercise really helps me to de-stress and come back to it later. So that's that would be my major tip. I mean, I got some other tips, but I don't know if I can say them on a pod. So... What you mean? They may not. They may or may not be legal. So I, you know, I ain't trying to expose nobody. So. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, if that's I'm what you got to that do. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying. You know, it might be legal in the United States lately, or, or soon. Some states. So. Some states. Some states. Hopefully, hopefully Georgia is one of them. <laughs> I guess for me, I would say, like, I agree with, with Tommy. Um, I think taking a little bit of breather, break, walking away from whatever stre- is stressing you out, um, just for, even if it's just for, like, 10 minutes, it helps because I think in that 10-minute in that break, like, your brain just kind of, like, reorganizes itself or maybe it just, like, thinks of maybe a little bit more innovative ways to deal with whatever is stressing you out. Um, so for me, like it helps to just take a little break away from whatever is stressing me and then come back to it later. Um, or talk to a friend, a coworker, whatever, just vent a little bit and be like, yo, this is what's going on. I'm stressed out. Even if they don't necessarily have any advice for me or a solution, it just helps to voice out that whatever is inside of me, get it out of my system and then reapproach it with a different mindset. So I think, um, yeah, like taking a little bit of, of a break away kind of resets your brain um, so that you can approach the problem with a different mindset. So that's what it, that's my biggest advice, and that's how I deal with stress. So, yeah. I really like that answer. Yeah, me too. To, to expand on that, when she was talking about voicing, you know, I'm going to go into... And what she said, Jordan. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> But yeah, on, on your comment of voice, and I'm going to go into question two, you know, let's say, for example, you've been working on a team and then you have a manager and you have a lead, uh, like a lead and your manager loves your lead. Right. But because I guess her relationship with her man was the lead with the manager is good. The manager thinks the lead's doing a great job. But the reason why your lead it seems like she's doing a good job is because she's really making you do all the work, right? So how would you respectfully voice your opinion or tell them that your lead is trash and you're the one really doing all that work to your manager? Well, for me, um, the way I would approach that uh, is basically, and for those of y'all who are listening who don't know what a lead is, it's basically like a person on a team who is designated as like, 
the main person who like reports to uh you know a manager or project manager but anyways uh i would just i would directly talk to that lead and say hey um i feel like you know the work that the work that we're splitting up is not fair i feel like you're not pulling the same kind of weight that i'm pulling like you need to you know we need to change something if nothing changes then i would take it to the manager and i would just say hey can i have a quick meeting with you just be like yo your man's over here is not doing no work i mean you know say it in a you know in a respectful way but just your man's not not doing no work he got me stressed out feel like you know my mental health is suffering we need to do something basically like that that's what i would do but do you feel like your manager would believe you if you take that approach or you just feel like you still gotta express your concerns i mean you gotta have receipts you definitely should bring receipts like okay you know you gave us this assignment i did 75 percent of it here's the proof like you should definitely come with like you know stuff that can back up what you're saying no that makes sense no, i agree with that you definitely got to bring receipts receipts can save lives out there not yeah. just not, not just at work and in life too because when you get questioned on something or somebody claims that you're doing something you got receipts boy they can save a relationship i mean your life <laughs> <laughs> you heard my bro <laughs> Um, so right before I even answer that question, um, real quick, do y'all think it's appropriate to like text your boss or manager, you know, about like the concerns you have? Like, I don't know, like after hours, like right now at like 9 p.m., um, I'll text him. Uh, why not? Why, first off, why are you texting a manager at 9 p.m.? I can't wait till the next day for work. I mean, a relationship with your manager though then like that's that's a plus for you like yeah you should take advantage of that yeah yeah i agree with fifi because like if y'all build that kind of relationship where you feel comfortable enough to text him at 9 p.m then that's that's really reflecting well on you because then you could be like hey put in a good word for me when it's time for the raise you know what i'm saying especially as a person of color i feel like you should take advantage of every advantage you have in general <laughs> right right i agree with that, but when that man, if i was your manager you better not be texting me at 9 p.m that's all i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> some managers be like that though they because uh-huh. one of my managers he he like replies to emails at 1 a.m i'm just like that man okay. need a vacation a <laughs> <job>. <laughs> yeah that's not okay yeah it's definitely not okay i feel like he's practically selling his soul yeah. Thanks, oh, selling his soul. No, group. <laughs> no, we not doing that. Yeah, but nah, I definitely do feel like um, you know, running a good email uh, to your manager or boss, you know, just it, being able to express your concerns, um, and then you know that also shows like good communication as well too, um, to your management. That can even like probably boost up your. Uh, percentage to getting promoted as well too um right. and then, yeah it's just also like i said it's just that communication it's just really important um because i do feel like in a way the management do care about you in order to actually like help ease the work or yeah like the workload on you so you won't burn out and then you know quit because you are pretty valuable to 
the company, right? I mean, you did get allegedly. I mean, <laughs> you did get hired in the first place because of your like skill and and possibly you know your experience too. So yeah, you know they they definitely don't want to like lose out on on you. I, I do have a disclaimer on that though. Mang is extremely fine his job. So they maybe they care about Mang, but they may not care about you. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I, yeah. To the, the the question of how would you approach if you were the person who's pulling in most of the weight on a team and your lead wasn't really doing as much as he could be or she could be. Um, I would say like it's about how you frame the question or how you frame your concerns in general to your manager. Um, I don't necessarily think, and this is this might be my personal opinion, um, that you shouldn't throw somebody under the bus because honestly, I mean, it's just not good in terms of like building good relationships within the workplace with your teammates or your manager. Um, it's also, it might not necessarily be good because you really don't want to be throwing anybody under the bus because you don't know what they're going through and why they're not pulling their weight. Um, so I think it's just about maybe approaching, not even necessarily your manager, but approaching the person who is your lead and saying, hey, like, this is how I feel. And and I just kind of want to have a conversation about it. You know, um, what can I do to help you or what can I do to make sure that the weight is distributed equally amongst the team members? So once you, you've done that amongst like within your team, you know, the actual team before going to your manager or the project manager or whatever. Um, I think it's important to do that because I think it just helps with like morale, like team morale and team building and, and things like that. So and if that hasn't worked, then you go to your 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 manager, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, once you go to your manager, I would say, hey, like, I feel like it's really important not to single a person out, like whether it's your team lead or somebody else on the team. Um, just being like, hey, you know, I'm on this project um, and I'm on this team, but I feel like weight is not really distributed, like the workload is not really distributed evenly. And I was wondering like what we can do about that. Um, could you maybe speak to my team members or my lead on how we can resolve the situation? Um, and so kind of approach it from like a team mindset versus like, oh, like, you know, this is not fair. Like this is, this person's not doing their part. You know what I mean? Cause I think it's, it's really about maintaining morale amongst your team. Cause ultimately, and, and I'll hit on this later, but I think it's really important to be like human centered in the workplace and not mm. necessarily work or profit centered. Um, so, and I think that really pays back a lot, like down the road. So, um, so that's that's my take on it. Yeah, you probably heard that. When you bring that up, I'm gonna have to disagree. But I, mean, <laughs> I think I think in in theory, it's nice to be people oriented. But I don't think that's the road we live in. But you know, we could, once you bring that up later, we could discuss that in more detail. Yeah. Because I would definitely throw you under the bus if you trash. <laughs> and you're not my friend. Just saying, because I'm not getting fired. Yeah. I guess, and like how trash people are. So sometimes people, some people do have to be thrown under the bus. Oh, yeah, you get oh, thrown under the bus if I don't like you for sure, hundred percent. Facts. If it's me or you, and I don't like you, you better believe I'm throwing it's you over under the bus. for you. Count your days. That's what I'm saying. You dumb if you don't believe I'm not about to throw you under the bus. But I will say this: I do like uh, Fifi's point where you know Fifi, you did mention about team morale. 
I mean, we all kind of got to agree. There's no I in team. Well, I just want to make sure my paycheck is right. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) If my paycheck ain't looking right, then we got an issue. So you ain't going to get in the way of that. I just don't Factoids. think it's paycheck, like, you know, like, at the end of the day, you know, I really don't think it would affect your paycheck, but, yeah. I mean, that's a good segue into this last question about paychecks, so, should you have a job lined up? Let's say that, you know, you've been working, and they really have been taking advantage of you of work, like, let's say you've been working six-hour work weeks, and you feel like you're underpaid, and, you know, you're at your wit's end, and... You know, you might be having some mental health issues become because of that or concerns and you decide to quit your job. Do you feel like you should always have a job lined up? Right. And if not, why? And I guess just like a couple of caveats. Let's say you're not like on, on the verge of like killing yourself because I think nobody is going to be able to nobody's going to be like, no, you should keep your job. You should continue to work at that job even though you don't have a job lined up. Let's just say you have some concerns. It's getting to the point where you're having concerns. Should you quit right away and just focus on your mental health? Or should you try to have a job lined up before you quit? That's a tough question. I mean, yeah, it definitely is, Kwame. Definitely right about that. But I will definitely say um, I don't think you should have a job lined up. Um, You know, and you're mainly quitting for like mental reasons or mental health reasons. The reason why is because you are quitting for a reason and that's to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and make, making sure that you're treating your mental health as well because like you can go into a new job but at the same time like if you're going to that new job with these mental health issues it can part it can really like mess up the new job and then like you're out of you know your new job and then like wouldn't you at least want to make sure that you're like 100% good before you even make sure like you're putting your all and your like best effort into that new job too because I, I just really feel like that those mental health issues or the reasons uh, why you're creating your your like previous job should maybe just make sure like you know um you're being like your 100 percent best self yeah yeah I, I agree yeah, yeah i with ming um on that like i think like your current state is like if you're if you already have a job lined up that means that you're probably starting as soon as you you quit your job as soon like right you know like a day or a week after your your last day at your previous job so um i feel like if you are quitting specifically for mental health reasons um first of all disclaimer i don't necessarily think that you should quit your job just for mental health reasons right away um i think if you are having mental health issues at your job um you should try and find other ways to maybe resolve them um before you decide that quitting your job is the actual the 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 last resort that you have um and i would also say that if you are going to quit your job make sure you have 
a decent enough savings to like if you're quitting your job without a job lined up make sure you have like a decent enough savings to support yourself during that time where you're not working um so that's the disclaimer but i think ultimately as a person like your job as an individual should your priorities should be to take care of yourself because if if you yourself are not okay then you're not going to be able to perform at any job let alone you know if you're struggling in your daily personal life i don't think you're bringing your best self to work anyway um so don't just quit your job without anything lined up but if you must and if you if you have a decent enough savings to do that then go ahead and do that because your 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 mental health takes priority over everything um and i like i said i agree with Meng. like if you're not doing well at this job and you have a job lined up to start next week because you quit your current job um make sure that you're able to bring your your better self to work to that job um and if you feel like you can't then maybe it's maybe you should for look for other ways to resolve whatever me mental health issues that you have while maintaining your job and you should only look to quit your current job as a very last resort and making sure that you've got like the safety net whether it's your savings whether it's your family whether it's maybe a side hustle that you got going on that's bringing you income um make sure you do that because i feel like if you don't then that's probably going to exasperate your mental health issues because you don't want to be you don't want to be without a job without an income and you have mental health issues a you can't pay for mental health services like therapy um if you don't have a job and if you don't have sufficient in enough income and b it's just not good like trust me you're not gonna be able to wake up daily and just have like a good mindset about life if you have nothing else going on in your life but your job does that make sense do you guys get what i'm saying yeah yeah we are with you yeah you said, so you said almost everything that i wanted to say yeah basically yeah i'm gonna I'm, she was she was gentle with it. i'm gonna be a little bit more rude because you know we need some more fire but i mean basically i'm just gonna restate what she said you know if you are a responsible human being with money which unfortunately the majority of people listening probably are not if i'm just being real with statistics if you have like 10 to twenty thousand dollars you know and you have a and you don't have dependents relying upon you and yeah you can go ahead and quit your job about a backup but if you have kids if you have a wife and they're dependent on your income to me i think it's too selfish for you to quit your job life isn't all about having happy days sometimes life is about sacrifices and if you have dependents man suck suck that crap up and go ahead and find you a job you know is that you know go ahead and accelerate the process to find you another job but if you have people relying on you i think it's too irresponsible for you to quit especially if you don't have a large amount of savings yeah or just make sure you create that safety net for yourself before you do quit your job whether it's talking to your manager and being like um you know i just need a few weeks off of work i need a like a, a month off because there are some hardship leaves that that um many workplaces offer um like within the HR department. So if you're going through something that is really tough, um, if you're literally having suicidal thoughts, and I get it might be difficult to voice those issues in corporate America um, because there are some, you know, there's some, I guess like, you might have people looking at you sideways if you really voice those issues, honestly. Um, but find a safe way to voice your issues within the workplace. Talk to your HR people, talk to your manager, and see if there's if there's anything you can do about it before. 
you know and then if not then start making a plan you know being like okay i'm not happy at this job this job is not serving my best interest it's not serving my mental health so what can i do to relieve myself of this without putting myself in a worse situation because a lot of times if if you are supporting a family you don't have the, the, that type of like a saving to be able to quit your job and you do have people depending on you and you do have to think about those things um, so try to find a, try to make a plan before you do that um, always prioritize your mental health so like you, it goes back to the point of like you are the most important person in your life you have to make sure you're filling your own cup before anybody else's um, so just make sure you're doing your due diligence before you quit your job because ultimately if you do quit your job and you don't have a safety net it's going to make your mental health worse you know um so if anybody's listening to this and they're going through something like that like i would just say do your due diligence look for resources out there talk to friends talk to your coworkers, talk to your managers talk to your hr department because a lot of times um workplaces will have resources that you can utilize and if they don't then make sure you have a backup plan before you actually quit your job that's what my take would be on this that's very insightful as you can see as you can hear more so fifi's kind of like our our, our local uh, expert on everything uh, that's dealing with psychology or sociology hey and, on the spot listen i'm not ready to answer any questions regarding psychology <laughs> Hey, she's a, she, I'm just saying she's a local expert, you know. <laughs> Every time we meet up, she be trying to do a deep dive into our minds, which I do yeah. appreciate sometimes. So. But what's your Myers-Briggs nope. test? Like, what, what is that? <laughs> she so got that on lock. Psychology is so important. I mean, even corporate America uses, like, organizational psychologists to to figure out how to best, how to get the best performance out of their employees. So, I mean, psychology is critical in our society. Yeah, as our, our as our local uh, psychologist, do you have any questions that you want to hit us with for the audience? Um, to be honest, I don't feel like this necessarily deals with the the discipline of psychology, but I would like to pose the question. Like, I want to talk about. I want to bring. I just want to ask the question. I'm not saying I have any answers to it or anything, but I would just like to ask the question: How? Um, how has working in corporate America affected your mental health, if it has at all? Uh, it could be positive or negative, and feel free to talk about both um, aspects. And so, like, let's start with that, and I have a few other questions. Um, so I'll, I'll ask those questions after. Um, but I guess I would say, do you guys want me to give my answers to that question before I hand it over to you guys for you guys to answer? I mean, I kind of want to hear your opinion last, if that's cool. You know you are the experts so you can tell us if our pains are messed up or not so i'll, I'll go first so corporate america when i first came into it i was a naive college student and i kind of had a lucky goal like I, I really had i still have an optimistic look on life but i'm a lot more jaded when it comes to work like i'm not as friendly when i come to work i'm not trying to talk to, to everybody like i'm near to do my work and i'm near to leave and dip as soon as those eight hours hit so in that way I'm kind of a lot more jaded when it comes to work. Like I'm not as friendly and I'm just there to do a job. I'm not there to be your friend. And has, I guess that kind of has affected my mental health, not in a negative way, but it's kind of made me view the road in a more rugged, and I'm approaching the road in a more rugged 
rugged way, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Anybody else want to go next? Yeah, for me, I would say that I'm kind of like what Jordan was saying with how, you know, you come in as a naive college kid and now you're your views are kind of hardened. And I think that that has definitely been my experience with uh, corporate America. It's definitely made me more aware of my mental health. Um, not to say that school didn't have a strain on my mental health as well, but I guess when I was in school, I didn't really think of, you know, just how much I was stressed out over, you know, school and things like that. But when I got into corporate America and into my job, into my field, I started to realize more and more often like the effects of stress and how it, how it would like negatively affect my body and whatnot. Um, and it's just, it's something that we, we don't really learn about or talk about. We just kind of have to like figure out on our own, like, hey, I know I'm gonna have a lot of work this week and I know it's gonna stress me out. And when I get stressed out, I feel like this. I need to do this and this to, you know, make myself feel better. And it's like you you start to learn ways of coping almost. And like you start to learn how to, you know, manage your feelings and get around things. But I would say that I don't know if if if, if I can necessarily say that it was a negative thing as far as like being in, in corporate America on my mental health, but it might have like opened my eyes more to what what things affect my mental health and then like what I can do to you know stop those things from affecting it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um you know and last but not least to live a boy with his own answer um I definitely do feel like um I've gotten some mental uh health issues I guess um mainly where Coming to corporate America and increasing like my my anxiety uh, disorder. Um, sometimes, you know, it can also cause depression to me too. Um, and even having like a post-traumatic stress disorder as well. Maybe because like um, in corporate America, I guess when I, when I first entered into corporate America, you're not really or you that's when you actually start to realize like the decisions that you make affect other companies and it's real life you know like it's not cool like school like Kwame had mentioned where it's like um you can pretty much be making a whole decision that's not really going to matter in the end well it's gonna matter but it's It's not really uh, not gonna affect anybody else yeah 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 pretty much so yeah it's just um it's also for me like it's uh i have to learn how to cope with it because i can talk to other people about it but i feel like if anything mainly people don't really care about your own problems so you really have to like find a way to really uh solve your own problems or your own mental issues by yourself and yes it's it's pretty hard uh, especially in corporate america yeah, bro, you can say that again. I, I think that's one thing, I mean, as an adult that you have to learn. I think it comes about the same. Corporate America really exposes it, that nobody really cares about your feelings at all, except your mom and your dad and maybe your siblings. That's it. Nobody else really cares. They, If they pretending like they care, they're a good friend, but deep down, they don't really care. So, yeah. in my opinion, that's what I found. 
That's, I'm actually surprised to hear that because I thought you guys were dealing with things a little bit better than I was. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we all faking it. That's how, that's how everybody does. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's like, honestly, that's the reason why I brought up this topic to begin with because I feel like, you know, the whole name of this podcast is Corporate Savages, right? So we're talking about corporate America. We're talking about the, the, the deepest aspects of corporate America. And I feel like one of the biggest qualms I have with corporate America is the fact that, you know, I think a lot of companies really do claim they claim to care about their employees' mental health, but I really don't think they're doing enough, you know? Um, so I feel like in corporate America, from my personal experience, uh, like I've kind of also, I've always been told that, hey, like you matter, you can talk to your manager about X, Y, Z, what's going on in your life. Just, just know that you can talk, like I'm not, Basically, from my experience, just to stay away from certain things, um, I've always been told you can talk to my manager about whatever's going on. You literally can talk to me about anything. But well, that's a I, big lie. Once, once <laughs> I like spent some time in corporate America, I learned that that, that wasn't true. You know, um, I feel like corporate America kind of says that, um, like they put up a facade about being able to freely speak about mental health and speak about anything really to really care about the individual um the individual employee within the company but i i haven't seen that in practice and so um i want to say like i think corporate america can do a lot better about maybe training their managers like beginning from like c-level executives to or executives to c-level to like you know, people managers, team managers, um, leaders, like project managers, I feel like they can train their employees to be well-versed in speaking about mental health issues. So, um, and I think like, I think corporate America has the capacity to be able to train leaders within their companies on how to speak about mental health issues um, and how to address them. But oftentimes it goes, it's overlooked. Um, and it's not prioritized and I want to like if there are any leaders listening to this podcast um, corporate America leaders listening to this podcast I just want to say like guys come on we can do a lot better um, we have the like corporate America has the resources to be able to do better um, so I think the standards should be higher because um, a lot of people are going through a lot you know especially within like, I mean, of course, with 2020, having had the pandemic, people probably had a lot of family members passing away, you know, and they probably couldn't, they probably couldn't talk about whatever is going on internally, just because they don't, they want to save face, you know, they want to seem professional, etc. Um, within their workplace. So I feel like they, like corporate America could do better about that. Um, and I also just feel like, you know, it's the culture of corporate America that I want to question. That's why I bring up the question. I, I bring up mental health within corporate America is because I feel like corporate America can actually do better and profit even more if they were a, just a little bit more human centered rather than profit centered. Um, just because ultimately the people who are making the money within your company are the individual employees. So if you invest more in individual employees and their well-being um, and their like physical health care um, 
you know, we like corporate America has a bunch on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, corporate America has a like, you know, like they invest a lot into people's like physical health care, but I feel like they don't really invest a lot in in people's mental health care. Like from my experience, I don't think that like the health care package I've received in my previous like experiences within corporate America have really addressed mental health. Like uh, I don't think that like I don't think mental health was really fully covered, you know. Um, and people are bringing their their selves to work, like their their families to work, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Their internal life to work, whether corporate America wants to acknowledge it or not. So I feel like that should be addressed a with within the healthcare packages that they offer, and b just like with the support that they have around them, whether it's managers, team leads. Um, and like just executives in general like this conversation should be should not be a taboo um and it should it should be incorporated into like the actual structure of the organization and what they offer to their employees um so that's kind of why i brought up the the topic so um and i like i think i've kind of touched on what my experience has been i feel like it's kind of a facade and it's not real it's not practiced as much as it can be especially within the context of the capacity that corporate america has um, whether it's financially whether it's just influence um, in general society as a whole so that's my take on it i don't know if you guys want to talk more about this or if we should move on within the interest of time I mean, I, th- I think you can hit us with one more question, Fifi. I'm down. You guys down for it? The savages? Yeah, yeah. One more question where we can all quickly talk about our thoughts and then we can move on. I think we hit the people with a lot of mental health talk, so I want them to digest everything, not get overloaded. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I kind of touched on this a little bit more, but I I want to get your you guys' feedback on things like how do you think that corporate America can enhance their efforts towards their employees, um, towards enhancing their employees' mental health? Yeah, I want to. I want to go ahead and tackle that. Um, and actually, you know, you kind of gave me. Well, not kind of. You definitely gave me the idea for this answer. Uh, you know, throughout what you were saying, and definitely, corporate America can help with you know the mental health of their employees by including some kind of mental health, you know, things within their healthcare packages, because like you said, mental health is part of healthcare, and there's no reason why, you know, that's not really talked about, and it's like seen as taboo, so like, when I say we need packages, that means like, you know, we have to have maybe, you know, free therapy sessions, or maybe a mental health professional can come to the office, or, you know, virtually and have sessions at the office or over uh, Skype and whatnot. Um, maybe more initiatives that focus more on, you know, how to better help your mental health, like how, how you can find ways to deal with things and find ways to cope with your mental health. Um, just like, first of all, starting with awareness and then continuing on with, you know, things of action that know we can all do together to to get some uh you know mental health back in corporate america so i definitely think like you're saying fifi it starts at the healthcare packages that are offered and then maybe some initiatives that can help 
employees better understand what mental health is and how they can do, like what they can do to help themselves. Hey man, I ain't got nothing else to add. You really hit on everything I was about to say. <laughs> you you really speaking that truth today, I must say. Sometimes you be talking that crazy, but today you on it. All right, all right see, you playing for the, you playing for the, for the pod. <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, I think companies should like I would say one or three things really one I feel like companies should like institute like some type of uh, like mental health day or something like that where it's treated as like a sick day or like a PTO day um, I think that would be pretty dope I don't I know a lot of companies who do do that and I just feel like that's not enough but that's just my opinion. Go ahead, Mang. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. It's all good. But yeah, um, and then also, you know, I feel like if anything, companies should try to institute also like a, a field trip, you know, to kind of take the edge off of like a work day, go to the zoo or the aquarium or something like that. Um, yeah, I also feel like that would be a good idea to also just, you know, help relieve the stress and anxiety of like the employees. And then um, three, you know, just having like a like an office counselor that can just uh, where pretty much you just want to take a break and then you can just go to the counselor and talk about your problems uh, at work or talk about your stress and anxiety or and things like that, you know, just being able to have like someone to actually like talk and then also like have someone to also listen to you. Um, I feel like that would be a good way to having like corporate america yeah i like that idea that's i think that's pretty cool yeah man you you brought that fire too bro normally you be tripping too but today you on it i don't know what y'all been doing before the show but keep it up (laughs) so we all see that jordan's just the hater of the pod right (laughs) i gotta be the hater today in the fire we too we agreeing too much and we being too cordial so i gotta bring some fire you know bring the because we need some we need to have some fun on this. Yeah, uh, Fifi, Fifi, I am so grateful that you brought this insightful conversation to us. You know, it was really insightful. I think we, we gave the people what they wanted. It was a really in-depth conversations about mental health and how it can affect you in corporate America. Sorry, now, yeah. we, better, we better turn it up and make it spicy in here. Like I said, we're doing too much green and we're being too logical. So it's time to turn up. I'm about to pass it to the boy. They hit you with the trending topics. We about to have yeah. a roast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Ski. So, like like Jordan said, we about to turn it up with our trending topic section. This is where we talk about pop culture, serious topics, whatever else is happening around the world. And for our first trending topic, <sighs> y'all, we got somebody who is near and dear to a lot of people in the church a lot of people especially in the black church if you've ever been inside a black church you what's have a black church for the man. people what's a black church a black yeah. church is a yeah. church with seasoning with, with flavor <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> the people can actually sing right in the choir and they, they dance and they shout yes. that's a black church and it's 8 hours long <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you've ever been in a black church you've definitely heard this man Yep, I'm talking about Kirk, Mr. Kirk Franklin. Preach, preach up. Smile. Yes, that that guy, him, Kirk Franklin. So, apparently, 
Kirk Franklin has a few kids. I don't know the exact number, but... Ten. Relax. <laughs> One of his sons posted on Instagram a video of Mr. Franklin cursing at his son. Like, he is on a full rant, screaming at the top of his lungs. If you ever disrespect me, I'm going to break my foot in your bleep. You will be... <laughs> A B word, A word, N word. <laughs> Basically just going off on his son, calling him all types of names and just like really disrespecting him. Like you don't get any other context in that video besides Kirk Franklin screaming at his son. And then in the caption of the video, the son says that he's been disrespected by the family for so long. Him, him and his father are estranged and... Uh, you know, he's just been dealing with abuse and decided to film it for everybody to see. Now, before I ask you guys, before I ask you guys' opinion on this, let me just give y'all some context. Kirk Franklin's son, I don't know his name, is 33 years old. And according to Mr. Franklin, they've been having issues for a very long time. And this time he took it way too far and he lost his temper and screamed at his son. So my question to you is, or you all, is it acceptable for a parent to be screaming at their child like that, cursing at them? Like, is that something like, do y'all, is that like a red flag or is that like, okay, because that's just your, your, your parent? Like, what do y'all think about that? I guess I'll go ahead and tackle it. I need some more context, because if his son is a bum, then yes, it's justified. Because how you 33 and you living off your daddy, you not a man, you is a punk, and you deserve to get screamed at. I don't know the context if you living off his daddy, but if he is, man, you need to get your life. And if, just because they're preachers does not mean that they're perfect people, you know? Right. I mean, my dad, my dad yells at me all the time, but I know it's out of love because he wants me to be a tough man. Not to get sexist, but like as a man in this realm, man, life is tough. You got to be able to deal with it. And sometimes that requires your dad to give you some tough love because the real is going to give you tough love. So like I said, I kind of need a little bit more context to see if his son, if his son's a bum, then yeah, it's deserved. But if not, then yeah, he need to chill because that's a grown man you're talking to. Yeah, I don't know if his son is a bum or not. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in, um... Thanks, man. I feel like in this day and age, right, um, if a parent is yelling or whooping their own kid, then it's like in, it's a sin, you know, or it's just like an act of evil. Um, whereas like before, like in the early 2000s, you know, that was acceptable, you know, where parents could be able to like yell or be able to at least like whoop their own kid or something like that. That's, that's acceptable. But now I just feel like you know this generation it, like everyone's too soft and everyone's too like sensitive um, where it's just like you know that's just disrespectful and that's just bad and evil yada 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 um, I don't know I just feel like I don't see nothing wrong with it in my opinion I mean you know what I'm saying that's just maybe that's just his way of like showing like tough love you know to him and I don't know the context of the story either Maybe he is a bum. Maybe he's a millionaire that's, I don't know, doing something with his life. But anyway, I don't really see anything bad with it. 
that's his own father. He should still be able to like look up to his father and respect him, whatever he does, you know? Yeah, I so, feel like kind of like private matters. Like, honestly, I don't want to judge uh, Kirk Flank Franklin on this one instance. Um, I don't want to judge his whole per like persona um, just because I know he's also, you know, uplifted so many people through his music. Um, so I, I don't want to like cloud his character. Um, but I also just feel like this is kind of an opportunity to, to speak about like how we address each other when we are like you have everybody has a right to be angry and sometimes we slip and we say the wrong things but I feel like maybe it's just an opportunity to kind of like be critical about how we address our conflicts within families or within friends or just, just you know interpersonally. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a productive way to address your son, you know? Um, whatever is going on, it could be drastic or not. But, um, so that's that's one take on that. But another take is like, it's just really a personal matter. Sometimes we should just like leave celebrities alone. Like, right, you know, right. like just let them have their human moments. Like we all have those moments, you know, where we, where we freak out or our parents freak out on us or our friends freak out on us. Um, I feel like it's kind of like the, the media kind of overstepping a little bit and making a big deal out of something that that is really not even our business. So. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on now. Hold on, I got two things to say to y'all. So yeah. first off, this wasn't the media. This was his son putting it on social media for everybody to see. So it's like... So he's That's, trying to call out his dad and being like, oh, my dad is not really what he presents himself to be. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's what the son was trying to do. And for me, hmm. like, I don't even know what they were. Nobody knows what they're arguing about. Nobody knows, like, you know, the context behind anything. But for a son to do that to his father, like, that's some I think Kirk might have been right. Like you maybe you are a, a, a bum. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I get maybe hearing the story. What did I, I, I'm getting bum vibes from him for real. Yeah, Call for real. Did he say uh, bum ass? I mean, excuse me, bum ass. No, I, I just, I just. No, said he bum. said he he didn't. No, no, no. That's what Jordan said. I mean, because think about it. Your your father's rich. You know, why else is he yelling at you if it's not for you to get up and go do something with your life? Exactly. I feel like that might be the reason why there's they're right. arguing. But like, it, I just can't imagine. You know, me and a family member, a close family member, getting into an argument, and the first thing I do is videotape it and put it on social media. Like, that's some sick. Like, you are a loser. Like, <laughs> you are a loser. And you 33 at your big age? That's what you're doing? Yeah. That's, that's, that's nuts. Man. Like, you got to figure out another way to address your issues. Facts, facts. But with that being said, I do think. At a, not even at a certain point, like you need to watch how you talk to people. Like I don't care if 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 you older than me or if you're my you're my father and whatnot, but like talk to me with respect, man. Like there's no other place where you can talk to somebody that disrespectfully and then still, you know, expect for that person to respect you. So if you talk to me with respect, I'm gonna give you that respect. That's it. Like to me. Nobody should be disrespecting nobody like that. But again, we don't know the context, but still. I'm grown, Dad. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Now if, now, if you're living with me, I'm cussing you out. Because you need, and you're 33. <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, it would be well-deserved if you still living with me at 33. I mean, I guess, but... 
Bro, speaking of bro. speaking of agree, living with your parents, speaking of yeah. living with your parents, and let's say he was trying to put his dad on blast because his dad is supposed to be this like church man, you know, and he's not really practicing what he's preaching, you know. Um, trying to ruin his dad's career. I feel like what did like what what did he do that's so severe? Like it has to be something like extreme, you know, for you to be putting your dad on blast like that. Otherwise, then just like keep family matters within the family. It kind of signals to me that like, are you immature? You know, like you know, does, does yeah. that make y'all? Unless it's like extreme. Like I understand if if Kirk Franklin was like doing some some fun stuff. Like I don't know, like abusive, abusive, something abusive or like sexual abuse or something like that. But if not, then. I, and this is just my opinion, but like I just feel like there's better ways to resolve the situation. Yeah, I feel like at least now nowadays, uh, if it was some type of abuse, some of the bang came out on social media. He would have been like, "Oh yeah, my daddy, he abused me for all these years," or something like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Thirty-three year old man is calling his dad daddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. We got bigger issues going on. But ultimately, <laughs> we need more context around the issue to really judge, like Kirk Franklin. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. I think he didn't put that context there because he he knew he was in the wrong, and he didn't want nobody to to be on his dad's side. So that's why he didn't give us any context. He just showed his dad yelling at him, and that's it. Like and now, grimy. And and now I bet that Kirk Franklin had to make an uh, an apology. Or some type of like statement. Yeah, he did make an apology video saying that uh, he lost his temper on his son, and he had to call the family therapist. But the son didn't show that in the video. But you know, they he tried to get some therapy to uh, you know talk through the issue, but the son would not have it. That was basically his apology. That's good enough for me. I don't even think he need to. As a man, I feel like there's very few times you need to apologize unless you really screwed up. So hold on, now. that's one of them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When and we can just pass wrong, that by. <laughs> <laughs> we can just pass by coming by, you know, and go. <laughs> well, any other thoughts on Kirk Franklin before we move on to our next trending topic? All right. Well, speaking of living with your parents. <laughs> We are going to talk about Meghan Merkel and the royal family drama. So for those of y'all who don't know, Meghan Merkel is, or was, I should say, an American actress who married into the British royal family. She's married to Prince Harry, um, and they have a child together. Um, I, I think early last year, or last year sometime last year, they decided to leave the royal family, basically denounce their names and say, we don't want any right to the throne. We don't want the money. We just want to, you know, have our names and go. So they denounced the royal throne and I think they moved to L.A. Um, so this past week, they had an interview with Oprah, basically detailing their time inside the royal family. And it went, I mean... It just sounded horrible. Basically, Meghan Merkel was saying that she was bullied, that, you know, she was suicidal. They said that her, 
the son that she has with Harry now shouldn't have any right to the throne because they're concerned about how dark the son will be because Meghan Merkel is half black. Um, and when I say half black, I mean that very, very like, <laughs> like she could still pass as white. Like she's not like, you know, blackity black where, you know, that would be an issue. But like, that's just some of the craziness that she said. Uh, just wanted to get y'all thoughts on that. What do you, what, how do y'all feel about that? I was. Go ahead. I thought it was. I don't even know if I should expect this to be so crazy. If I'm like, or if I'm being naive or whatever. But I really just thought it was like super crazy that they were even like talking about the the shade of the baby's skin color. Like that would concern me as a mother. I would want to get out of that family as soon as I heard that conversation. You know what I mean? Like nothing, you don't need to say anything else to me. Like I'm out as soon as I hear you talking about my baby skin color. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like that already signals some some severe toxicity within the royal family, some severe racism within the family. Um, and, and of course, like we, we were not there. We weren't there to actually witness these things. I mean, this whole thing could be a publicity stunt but like let's just take it as it's given to us from Meghan Markle like I I think it's crazy that she even had to go through that and witness those that those types of conversations and I mean I think it's pretty like it's pretty brave that she decided to leave the entire royal family because of that or her and her husband did and I'm glad they made the right decisions for themselves you know so that's my take on it go ahead I will say this, and I may steal Jordan's answer because, you know, y'all know that Jordan be saying something off the wall ish. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> yeah. But ooh, let's be real. And, and no offense to Megan, by the way, if you're listening. Um, she is a friend of the pod, so watch what you say. She a friend of the pod. Yeah, slide my DMs. She's very If he acting up, slide my DMs. But, um, no, let's be for real. Like, I don't know why Megan reads a better heart. At least the point where she made, like, you know, that the baby will probably, like, turn out to be black. Like, I'm just wondering what type of, like, black are they referring to? Like, are they talking about, like, African black or, like, a light skinned black? Like, what type of black are we, like, referring to, you know? Does they were basically saying, yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it matters, but they were saying that the baby would be too dark to deserve a right to the throne. Oh my god, that really, like, just makes me, like, just, like, fire up inside. Like, it don't matter know. what kind of black they talking about, that's disrespect. Okay, exactly, that's just too much. Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, I mean, that was it. I mean, I, I just feel like in the end of this whole drama, The Crown on Netflix is going to be winning. You know, right this whole <laughs> next season. And, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Facts. Uh, I mean, okay, let me go in because uh, I think y'all making a lot of assumptions here, right? If we was to play a devil, devil's advocate, I heard the devil that don't she, need an advocate. The devil does not need an advocate. We need one for this pause, so I'm about to go in. <laughs> so if I was to play devil's advocate, I heard that Megan is a not a, a friendly person at all. I heard that she's a diva, 
and you what i've heard from, from and she's an actress i hear actresses are literally like some of the worst people on planet earth because they're divas so i heard that she didn't want to do none of the queen's programs or like she didn't want to buy into the system at all she was being a diva 24 7 and she was trying to boss everybody around so if that's true then you know i can kind of understand the royal family pushing back on her and i think carrie is stupid this is my opinion uh don't get mad at me you know i love my people but i gotta call out bs when i see it so man i'm not giving up no crown for no woman i'm sorry you gotta go i'll find me another wife i'm not giving up my royalty for you so that is a l out the gate no way i'm sorry ain't no woman worth giving up the the the, the prince title for i ain't doing it you could call me you can call me sexist all you want. I don't think nobody should do that. Man Even or woman. If, it if it's was, a woman, no, I don't think she's not. giving up the crown for no man either. But even though they was disrespecting your wife? No. Yeah, you man. I'm care? sorry. She she gotta go. I'm not giving up my royalty claims for her. I'm That's sorry. not really your I'm wife, then. That's not really your wife. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like. You gotta ride right. to your I, wife. What you I mean? Do, like other things like over marriage, and that just might be like a you thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not giving up my literal, literal royalty for a woman or a man. You know, if okay, I was a well, woman, I wouldn't give that up for a man either. I'm not. But, doing but think about this, though. He's not even like in the direct line to be king or whatever. Like a couple people would have to die ahead of him for him to even be king. So does that change your answer? Even no, I'm not, he has a life of luxury. Why would you give that? You automatically are Wait. one of the most important people on the planet, right? Stand up. I'm not about to give that up for no human being. I'm sorry. Wait. I don't care if that's selfish or not. No, so 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 you would stand up for racism and anti-blackness in exchange for a, a like for royalty for some name. I mean, I'm a black man. That's different. But if I was a white man, I I'm just being honest. I wouldn't care. Black man. So Who's we're married to a black woman. <laughs> okay, but I, if I was a white man, I wouldn't care. I would do what I would have to do to stay in the royal the royal family. I'm just being honest. Loki saying you like you would like support anti-blackness and racism if you were a white person. I'm not saying I would, but I sure wouldn't speak out against it to give that's up my royalty. You. Nah, that's supporting that's, them. Bro. That's pretty much saying you would like. You would. I mean, then I mean you can you can call it how it is. If you want to say me not speaking out against it is supporting it, then I would be supporting yeah, it. Because I don't have any problem saying that. that. I was white. Not even a justification, but I would say like what you're saying is not even like you're not really making a like you're not making a big effect because like ultimately the crown doesn't really have any like real tangible power over any exactly so why does it matter why not just play along with the program and be rich and live a lavish I'm not, life i'm not finna yeah. let nobody disrespect a person and you stand for shit like i feel like that's that matters so much excuse my language but like you stand for what's right you know like i feel like that matters a lot more if i was a white boy than some symbolic position. Wait, wait, if I was take, a white guy, color out I'm of just it. saying. Take it. the color out of it. Take the color out of it. If you are living in a house with somebody and that we person is continually is continually disrespecting you, you're just gonna stay in the house because you have money. Like, is that what you're saying? 
no, 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 y'all are making y'all are making assumptions that her side of the story is true. We don't know the true story. Okay, but heard, let's say it no, is true. What know. now? Let's say the opposite is true. Then you can make the same argument, but right? We don't know that the opposite is true. We don't know that like that that the whole thing is untrue. What she said. All we know is what was said on the Oprah interview with Meghan Markle. Based right. on that, that's what we're discussing. We we can't even hypothesize. Like we can't think about other things. We're we're like discussing primarily the what megan said in the oprah interview and I, I did like with my previous like response to it i said i prefaced it and i, I gave a caveat and say, said this whole thing might be a publicity stunt but if it were not then then what that's what the question is yeah it, let's say it's not a publicity stunt what's your answer now jordan if i wasn't here if i was in harry's position I mean, if I already had a kid with her, then I don't think he has any option to go along with it. But if I did not have a kid with her, right, I'm divorcing her and I'm getting a wife that they like. Oh that God. they like. That's my, yeah. You living your life for somebody else at that point for, oh, because man, of money. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices in life, man. If you are literal Bro, they are still royalty, mi- millionaires. They still millionaires. If you are literal royalty, you can pick a billion, maybe... Hundred million girls that beautiful girls that they like. It's gonna go go along with your program. I don't. I just to me, when you're at that level, you know, sometimes you gotta make sacrifices in life. But you only love a woman. What if what if that's the only woman you love? And like, man, I don't believe in in that. You're so me. There's a there's, there's probably a hundred million other people that's just as good that's well, gonna treat you just as good as her that you love. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, and I'm low key judging you on your response to that. I mean, that's what I wanted. I wanted fire, so I, <laughs> I'm glad. I, I, I do kind of agree with Jordan in a way because you got to remember, right? Uh, maybe she didn't marry into like a family of royalty, and I feel like she was ready for the fame, the crown, and the attention, but she wasn't really ready for like the responsibilities or like the sacrifices. Um, the disrespect the royal family too. But yeah, that not and the racism. Like, but how did how was she supposed to know that the royal family was like flat out racist and would not give a Well, hold on now. Look at their history. <laughs> Look at the royal family's history now. Like they colonized almost the entire planet. Like Well, true, but like if we're talking about the if we're talking about the interview and what was said on the interview, she said she didn't do much research. On the royal family, I don't think you gotta do a lot of well, research. She sounds like a dummy to me, and that might hey, be a relax, on her part. And that might be a mishap on her part because I'm like, the, when I heard that, I was like, huh? How are you, how are you not going to research the royal family, like, and the, like, and what all you know you'd have to deal with when entering the royal family? Like, how do you not do that? Maybe That's she it. just knew she was in love. Why she got to do all this research I and look it. it up encyclopedias <laughs> and stuff? No, because as an actress. You, you have to be aware of like of what other things are like are, are within the context that you're entering into and like how elites and white like upper class white people act and you you want to have like I just feel like she should have known better so I, I, I fault her on that but let's say she was just super naive and didn't do that like and even if she didn't do that just because she was just being stupid like she she shouldn't have to like deal with that i feel like nobody should deal with that and i commend harry it's harry right that's his name yeah harry. Um, i commend harry for backing his wife up on on the decision to like denounce the royal family because it i think it speaks to the type of man that he is that he doesn't need the royal family 
to to be able to like have a name for himself you know what i mean mm-hmm. he's a stand-up guy he's gonna stand up for his family for his wife and and i think that means a lot more to me and i put it like i commend him for that um i don't even know if i should commend him because it's like you're you're dealing with what she's supposed to do what should you that that's exactly what you're supposed to do so i don't know if i should even be giving you credit for what you're supposed to do but um but yeah like i feel like you should not have to deal with any of that and they were being blatantly racist when they said oh i don't even think he should have a crown because he's gonna be slightly darker like that's just messed up to me so and if and if and if, if anybody believes otherwise i'm i'm low-key judging you I mean, I will say this too. Hey, let's, let's watch that That's what I'm saying. Wait, man. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, there's always two sides of a story, you know? So if the royal family comes out and say, you know, oh, we didn't say that, we never said that, then it's going to be a he said, she said type of thing. And we never know if, like, Megan is telling the truth or she's not, but, you know, that's just the way, that's just, you know, the world we live in right now, you know? Yeah. But another thing was that, like, she said that, because this also kind of hits on our mental health thing, on our mental health topic. Like, she tried to talk to the people that are, in, like, she tried to talk to members of, like, I guess they call it, like, the institution or whatever. Um, people who actually do the operations of the royal family or the royal house. Like, she t- tried to talk to them about what she was going through, and nobody was trying to listen to her, you know? Or, like, nobody was trying to help her out. So... I mean, it goes even past the whole thing of race. It's just like she wasn't even valued as a person enough for her mental health issues. Like she was she was at a point where she was suicidal, you know? So I feel like her humanity wasn't even valued, you know? So I just feel like, I mean, what other option do you have? Like, so that's just my thing. To not get married to her, but I think we can move on. <laughs> I don't think we all agree on this one. So. Yeah, yeah. Let me just close it out with this. Hey, if you marry somebody, ride for your spouse, man. If you're not gonna ride for that person, like you know, guns blazing, don't marry that person if you if you know that's not that's not what's gonna happen. I agree. But moving on to our final trending topic of the evening, we are gonna be talking about the Grammys. Did you guys watch the Grammys? Anybody watch the Grammys? They're racist, right? No. I ain't supporting <laughs> no racist. The whole thing, but I definitely watched all the highlights. So, yeah. Well, I, 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 I saw a few a few, uh, few things. Um, it was a big night for uh, Megan The Stallion. I think she took home three awards. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she performed Not a few times the same as thing. well. Hey man, she do it. She do it well. She do it well. She, she do, uh, do it performed well. a, a few times. Um, Doja Cat, I was actually surprised. She she was nominated a few times, a lot of times, and didn't win anything, which was surprising to me. She also performed. Um, Beyonce became the most awarded woman in Grammys history with 28 Grammy wins. So congratulations to her. She's a friend of the pot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, to me, it was an okay show. It wasn't really, I didn't really like, like it that much. Uh, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. The one thing that they did get wrong, though, for sure, I didn't even know this, but Nas 
Nas finally won his first Grammy, and the album went, I mean, the album was straight. The album was straight. That uh, it was King's Disease. The album was straight, but it was not beating out Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs. Like Freddie Gibbs should have won that award for sure. But I can't be mad at Nas getting his first award. But that's crazy that Nas ain't does not have a, a, a Grammy. Like that's nuts. But question for you guys regarding the Grammys. Um, a lot of people, just kind of like what Jordan said at the beginning, a lot of people have called the Grammys racist only because they rarely nominate <laughs> the right people for the right categories. They're really uh, heavily tilted towards, you know, mainstream music and whatnot. And they just don't seem to ever understand black music as a whole. My question to you guys is, should we continue to try and make the Grammys more tilted towards, you know, black pe- black music and, you know, try and make the Grammys understand our art? Or should black people just try and find or create a new award show that does the same thing, but is, is more geared towards black artists? And I know people say like the BT Awards, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. But wanted to hear y'all thoughts on that. I don't know, because I, I feel like we do have the BET Awards and stuff, so how is that different from, like, something that black, like that's for made by and for Black people? You know what I mean? Because I don't yeah. know how much, of a, like, a, how much of a following or... Yeah, how much of a following the BET Awards has versus the Grammys. Um, so I, I feel like the Grammys just needs to, like, just get with the get with the program like honestly black people black art like creates a lot of it, we are the culture you know what i mean we are like the arts culture so if you're not centering black people or like centering black art as just as much as you are like white art or if you're trying to be like oh we don't see color we just see art like that's automatically like whitewashing everything because the narrative has always been like you know white is the norm so i feel like you do have to try a little bit harder to center white black art um but i'm not i'm I'm not it's not to say that i'm opposed to black people founding a new like awards show or whatever um that actually centers black art just as much as it does like white art and stuff or white music um maybe that could work but at the same time like I don't know I just have to kind of see like the model and I feel like the Grammys should really should really step up their game just because I feel like just black art black music contributes a lot to just just the culture in general um so I feel like you need to really pay homage to that and do do better do better Grammys that's what I gotta say great insight yeah i feel like uh i don't know i honestly don't feel like um the black people or at least like they shouldn't really be like a, a some type of like a war show that's geared toward uh like black artists if anything i just feel like there should be like a more diverse like order of directors or judges who you know yeah. Who's like um, you know, the BET award. awards? Uh, 
No, I mean, the, I mean, yeah, like, of course we had the Talk about award. in the Grammys. Like, yeah, the Grammys. Grammys. Are well, you saying a black centered <laughs> reward show, right? Or award? No, no, I was saying like award a, show, yeah. a more diverse, like, board of directors for the Grammys. Because I feel like, if anything, it's mainly white people who are mainly like these directors. I mean, uh, I can do like a quick fact check, but. Well, yeah. Funny enough, you, I don't know if you guys remember, but after that uh, Oscar So White, Grammy So White movement that happened a couple years ago, allegedly the Grammy started adding more people of color to their selection committees to, you know, pick out the, the winners for the categories. Uh, allegedly, so that has been happening. Yeah, and I hope they continue to do a better job at it. Um, I know that like they didn't buy because I think I think at the end like one of I don't know who the guy was, but I think at the end of the Grammys he was like, oh, to any <clears throat> to any artist because I think like Drake spoke out against the Grammys, Justin Bieber spoke out against the Grammys, and like a few other like even Nicki Minaj did. Um, they, they invited them to like work with the Grammys rather than um, rather than actually like speaking out against them. But if you are going to do that, then like I would just like to see in the future, I would like to see how far they actually go with that with that message. You know, are you actually going to incorporate more black voters on your board? Um, and let's see what kind of backlash they get next year. You know? Yeah. Think about well, uh. Just wanted to close out the this uh, trending topic section with one last thing for the Grammys, then we can move on to our debate topics. But uh, well, actually, not even about the Grammys. Actually, uh, the weekend boycotted the Grammys, and that was because the Grammys gave him an ultimatum: either you perform at the Grammys or you perform at the Super Bowl. The weekend chose the Super Bowl, so they decided not to nominate nominate him. That's whack. And y'all are crazy. And uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic, hey, I know that album is gonna be crazy this summer. This summer is gonna be a madness. Like it's gonna be lit this summer. That that, that album is gonna sound nuts. If y'all haven't heard uh, Silk Sonic yet, y'all need to hey, stream that right now. And then lastly, my boy Drake came through with the three pack with the quick quick three pack my boy was rapping rapping my boy gave us bar after bar y'all need to put some respect on his name for real that's all i got to say i'll put some respect on it when he stops stealing flows <laughs> Boo, hiss. Nah, Go ahead, man. Man, i do feel like drake is starting to get like lazy in his songs or he just started to come well, I don't know. Like I was listening to that uh, to this album, the Scary Hours, t- Scary Hours too, and it just sound like I don't know. He's bored with his success. Like he doesn't really have like a challenge. Like he he, he knows he's at top. Like he knows that he could put a song out tomorrow and it'll be like number one trending. And yeah, it just sounds like he's just growing tired of like not really having like a challenge. You know, you must ain't heard Lemon Pepper freestyle. I, I feel like Rick Ross made that song, not so much. What? But. All right, look, that's why I said I'm finna <laughs> I, end it and then we can keep going because y'all talking crazy. 
<laughs> Y'all are nuts. You already know how I feel about Drake. I really don't feel I like. I actually don't know how you feel about. Well, okay. See, I'm glad I don't know how you feel about Drake because you got the wrong opinion. Continue. Let's move you? on. Fire. Y'all making me mad. <laughs> I respect him, but. Go ahead, man. With the debate section, let's get it fiery in the chat. <laughs> you already know, my guys. Time to get it on to the debate topic. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard in the beginning, right? I had like a you know a text message that was from my boy Moneybag Joe. You know, he, hey. was, <laughs> he was like, "Do you guys want that 2.5 trillion stimulus next?" So I just had to reply to him. You know me off but um but yeah you know money bad joe he did sign the 1.9 trillion stimulus and now i feel like everyone or almost everyone has received or almost about to receive their 1400 you know stimulus check and you know i've seen a lot of memes and a lot of tiktok videos that's just like oh yeah i'm going to juicy crab this weekend i'm going to a strip club you know, I gotta pay my baby mama off, you know, things like that. Huh? So, my <laughs> question to you guys, right? Should you be able to judge that person on how they use their stimulus check? All right. Let, before, ahead, we, before we before we even get into anything, you know it's crazy. I, as soon as Mang started this segment talking about, oh, I got a text or whatever, I checked my bank account. <laughs> my fourteen hundred coming tomorrow, y'all. I'm gonna cry. Oh my god. But go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> hey man, I'm like Fifi was judging me earlier because I got some fiery opinions. I'm about to judge y'all, man. If y'all blow this stimulus check, I ain't got no hope for y'all. We not friends. Don't text me, man. If you got bills to pay, pay your bills. If you gotta pay your baby mama so you don't go to jail for child support, do that for sure. But if you're in a situation too, you can you can invest this money and you don't. We not like I'm serious. Like, I'm really mad. I'm pulling up, drop the addy, and coming up, and I'm fighting you because you wasting an opportunity. Wow. We ain't going to no strip club. We ain't going to no juicy crab. We throwing it in stocks or crypto or getting you a house. That's what we doing. I'm gonna right. call you up on how to do that. All right, babe. Don't worry. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Sign these DMs. Hold you on. Got, you got my info. Hold Jordan on. Financial advisor. Hold on. So you telling me we've been through a, a pan, a pan, a, a personal pan pizza. <laughs> we going through some times. Like times been tough. I can't go outside. I can't see my friends. And so you telling me this money that I get, I can't spend it on what I want to spend it on? Nah, you be a fool. Maybe I'll give you ten dollars to spend it. Go $10. buy you some ice cream, some ice cream or something, and then you you better invest or save or pay bills with the rest. No, no. Yes. See, look, look, man. I feel like we if have you, been through some rough it, times. Go ahead. go ahead, Fifi. I was gonna say if you're spending it at the strip club, I'm definitely judging you. I'm definitely judging you. Nah, me and Meg like are already going to Blue Flame this even. weekend. I feel like we that's are going though. messed up, so I'm already judging you. Um, but if you're if you're just trying to have a good time, maybe you maybe you have been investing, you know, your actual income uh, and things like that, and you just kind of want to have fun. I'm not judging, but I'm I judging. like I feel like Jordan has like a higher standard for these things, so I, I respect it. I respect it. But if, if 
First off, what did your parents tell you? Ain't no free food, ain't no free money in the real. This is free money. So please, <laughs> you better invest this free money, right? Because people, what do people always say about investing? Oh yeah, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, bro. I can't, you know, I can't afford to invest. This is free money. So if you don't invest this, I ain't got no hope for you. Okay, but why don't we invest in black business and support our local strip club? If we buying stocks of Blue Flame, then yeah, we can invest. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I'm down with that for we sure. Buy, we we buying a ETF in the in the strip clubs in LA. Yes, sir. <laughs> that would be fine. I would actually invest in that. By the way, oh, when, when the panoramic is over, I'm investing in ETF and strip clubs. Boy, that thing about to skyrocket. You know what? I think I've ha- I've had a change of heart on this. Um, I just really want my girls at Magic City to be making that that bank. So uh-huh. spend it at the strip club. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm pulling up and I'm fighting you personally. Man, <laughs> drop the addy in the comments and I'll pull up. People been through a lot, man. I'm Let just out here trying to have support fun. my girls at Magic. Let them have fun. Well, maybe not. Don't blow the whole thing. Maybe it, you know, invest in half and then blow the rest. But also, if you don't know what to invest in, don't don't do nothing stupid. Because then you might as well just go to the strip club. Then, if that's what you're nah, gonna that's do, that's terrible. Call Jordan. Call Jordan. He'll let you know how to do it. I mean, yeah, I look. Hey, sometimes nope. you put your money in something. It's almost like put putting your money in the strip club because you don't know what you're doing. You're just putting money somewhere that you don't know where it's going to go. And you have to have a clear plan for these things. Like, you have to know where your money's going to and why you're putting it there. Yeah. Invest in an index fund if you don't know where to put your money. Ain't that hard. And also, if you don't know where to put your money, put it in her thong, man. You know, she... No, don't do that. ...accepts the the, the thing. Yeah, that's what I like to hear, (laughs) Kwame. But we are going to Blue Flame, though, for real. But I'm spending my hard-earned money from work. I ain't throwing my free stimulus check in there, first off. Nah, I'm going straight to 8 (laughs) p.m. How much you want to pull out, sir? $1,400. Bro, if you throw forty, I'm picking. I'm picking up that money and I'm running out. I'm just telling oh you right gosh. now. Wait, so like the funniest meme I've seen or like the funniest tweet I've seen is like when they go to McDonald's and they and the like McDonald's person asked them, "Did you did you say you wanted French fries or you wanted to get French fries?" And then they were like, "No, nah, I want the whole franchise." Like, can you actually buy an entire franchise with fourteen hundred? I'm just curious. No, definitely Come not, on, girl. It's you you know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it, if so, I mean. Listen, I know what I'm doing with my 14. Blue flame. You right, Fifi. That's what we do. Blue? Fifi coming too? Y'all, I'm yeah, not- of course. Yeah. Yeah, she got to support her girls, right? That's what I heard. So I get free therapy to my girls. I'm therapy. not licensed, but once I get licensed. What she need therapy for? She getting money. Exactly. Money is her therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad at it. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Anyway. Nice debate, guys. Okay. So, next question. Speaking of money, there's one thing we all don't have, and that's drugs. Okay. Wait, what kind of intro was that? Wait a minute. What kind of intro was that? Lord Jesus. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? They need to have some girls right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna expose myself, man. You trying to get? <laughs> you trying to have the FBI pull up, boy? 
<laughs> FBI listening to the pod, like, huh? Well, we all have allegedly. <laughs> we all don't have drugs, allegedly. But we do have money, morals, and values. Allegedly. So I just want to ask you guys, right? Is it wrong to ju- judge someone that deals drugs if they have no other type of option in their life? I say yes. Okay, hit us with it then, Fifi. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm sorry, but like drugs cause like they wreak havoc on individuals and their families. Um, I know most people don't really know like the kind of impact drugs have on people but and i feel like that's why a lot of people like a lot of drug dealers tend to be a little ignorant to be honest because they don't really understand you know what i mean but i i'm i'm not okay and i can't sit on this like somewhat public platform and say i condone drug dealing because i know what kind of I know what kind of like strain it, it puts on individuals. It's like a life or death situation, and and it, it literally just destroys families and individuals. So, um, I would like to put that out there one for anybody who's listening, um, but two, I just feel like that's not okay. So that's just my take on it. I mean, that was a really good answer, but you know, I'm about to hit you with that ignorance. So. <laughs> got to man if you're struggling and you in the hood and let's say you're a businessman and you are trying to get the capital in order to invest in your business or get out the hood then and you ain't really got much options in life man as long as you are selling drugs with the intent to quit soon ish like you actually have a game plan for your life and that money then i'm not saying that's okay but you gotta do what you gotta do because ain't nobody else looking out so Sorry, I'm not trying to hijack this conversation. I know, like, Meng and, and Kwame gotta go, but, like, if you if you are that driven enough to actually do something with your time, I feel like, and you, you're innovative enough, like, you can do other things to make money besides sell drugs. Like what? If, like, no, drug dealers, I would say drug dealers are, like, very entrepreneurial people, and they're, so, like, just just find another outlet and we live in an information age where you can literally google something and be like oh how can i make money what kind of investments can i make jordan um you know but you need money to invest don't you facts true but honestly just go work at mcdonald's that's man you can't that's good enough to support like a like you can get you can feed yourself you can feed yourself and just use those use those instincts for some for something else i just feel like it's a lack of education in a lot of like a lot of drug dealers come from lower class communities like or at least they start off there you know so it's just like a lack of education within those like you know i guess um disadvantaged communities that that leads them to to opting for drug dealing rather than doing something else with that with that sort of like mind that they have that entrepreneurial mind that they have so i don't know go ahead well let me let me put my two cents in let me put my two cents in real quick so I'm going to start off with a quote from a show that I, I really enjoyed this past year. And the quote Snowfall. basically... It's not, but relax. 
<laughs> the, the quote basically is, sometimes people don't make bad choices. They just didn't have any good ones. Like, sometimes the reason why somebody is doing something that to you is bad is because they literally have no other option. If there is no other option for this person to make money, can we then turn around and judge them for what they choose to do to make money? I just disagree that there's no other option. I, I mean, I mean, sometimes you don't you don't live in these communities though. You don't. You never I, came from that, so you don't know. How you know that? I don't know where you from. You from the suburbs? Don't don't play. No, with I'm me. not. Hey, we're getting this heat. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, don't talk to me about that. I'm from Ethiopia. Listen, like. Okay, no. but we come on. I'm not from the suburbs, but go ahead. Anyways, back to what's important. Me. So, <laughs> some you can't judge people because of their environment. You know, their environment has bred them to believe or to think that there is no other option for them besides selling these drugs. I, for one, am, am always for somebody like doing whatever they need to do to survive. Now, I will say I don't condone drug use. Well, certain drugs don't condone drug use. And I don't want people selling it. But as far as me judging that person, I just can't say that I will because look if that's the only way you know how to make money what else I can i think, say i just don't think that that is the way that that's the only way for people though especially in the united states i feel like if you're you will willing be surprised. to if you're willing to go to the length of figuring out how to get into the system of the drug networks drug selling networks whatever i feel like you could have used your time and your your brain to do something to figure out another way and i'm not it's not to say that i'm like judging them because a lot of a lot of these guys or women like come they start off at a young age so maybe they didn't even think like oh there's another option for me or they're like recruited and but that's the whole question though the question is is it wrong to judge them like by by leaders you know what i by like drug lords and stuff like that um i mean i'm not saying i'm gonna necessarily listen i don't try to judge anybody but like i'm also That's not gonna question. sit but i'm also not gonna sit and watch and condone and say that there's no other way because i feel like that there is and we need to talk about that on this platform. so that's, that's i think i think the real answer to this is no we shouldn't be judging the people that are selling the drugs we should be judging the people that have created this environment where these people believe there's no other option the real judgment comes to the creators and owners of these communities that have made it so there's no opportunities for these young people to to make something of themselves like that's who we should be judging not the people who are the product of their environment yeah, I, and I, I would agree with you on that. I would say that we need to start tackling the root of these issues, not necessarily to judge, but to give people other options, like other like realistically viable options to make a living, you know? But I would also say a lot of those times, like a lot of the people who are dealing with drugs, sometimes they're using them or they just don't care, like, you know, or they don't even have context to understand what kind of an effect it's having on people. They're, they're probably money obsessed. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, is that all for this this question for a move on? Yes, Erski. Okay.
Okay, dokie. Alright. <laughs> so, do you guys hear another background? I hear the, the ladies saying, Lover Boy. Another one. Yeah, okay. So, I, I guess I gotta give y'all another, just, just another question. I guess this will be the last one. Alright, so. As the level war, right? I gotta present this type of question. We are gonna have that significant other in our lives to make us happy, to make us feel fulfilled, or to make us feel whole, you know? So, my question to you guys is, right, should there be a salary requirement for our partner or a significant other? And, if so, what is it? Chiefy, you definitely gotta go <laughs> Got to. I feel like this is very like situational and very like person to person. Honestly, I would say that there's not necessarily, and I can only speak for myself, um, but I would say that there's not necessarily a salary requirement. But I would say oh. I have to feel like you need to be like doing some something that is worthwhile. Like, why the f you lie? <laughs> Why you always lie? I'm saying for me, if you're not making big bucks, then that means like I need you to be doing. So- I need you be- to be working like at a nonprofit organization, or like you need to be doing something good, something worthwhile, something that serves the community and people. And that's why you're willing to take a pay cut, you know? Because like I just I need to feel like I'm answer the question salary requirement you you've been giving us a lot of things that sound good i need a number answer was pretty straightforward i don't need you to be making hella money but i need you to be able to like i need 50 60 70 values are matched you know what's the number yeah that's a number are y'all talking about me personally or like yes yes you got some number I need my man to be able to support me. Like, I need my man Girl, to be able to MVP, Say it with your chest. We're not about to judge you. I'm about to blame you, but I ain't about to judge you. For me. But that's just me. That's just me. And I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect. Or I have. But what was the number? I just need him to buy me a Chanel bag whenever I want it. Like, what you mean? Like, that's just. But what's the number? 100K. What's the number? At least 100. It sounds like this man needs nah, at least 250. She said, she said 55, huh? She said 55. Nah, she said that Chanel bag. That's like 500k. That's what I heard. Yeah, a that's year. 500k. Like I need you. I mean, it'd be nice if you were making like six figures. Like if you were making like a hundred. You know what I mean? Sorry. So at least a hundred. At least a hundred. <laughs> I was right. Hey, 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 give it up for your boy. Wow. She hey, if you, you know what percentage of men make a black man make 100k? What? What's that number? It's less than 10 percent. Just so you know. That's okay. I mean, I'm gonna be looking among the ten percent. Don't worry. <laughs> Y'all heard that? If you're trying to get at Fifi, you gotta make over a hundred k, my boy. So go ahead and delete that DM you was about to send. It's yeah, not gonna work. You probably ain't making. <laughs> Let's be real. You still at your mom's house, Playboy? It's not gonna work. Playboy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep it. No, to be honest, if I can, if you are intellectually stimulating, nah, nah, we got the real answer. We ain't trying to hear this. Yeah, like I'm trying to tell these people something. It's about values matching. Okay, whatever. We're able to have a conversation. Okay, you ain't selling me on that one. Pain. Okay. 
anywho, I'm going to keep it all the way 100 thou out with y'all. Yes, she has to have a, a, a salary of at least 60K. Like, I feel like I'm not asking too much. That's not too much. 60K is, is I mean, that's straight. But you know what the average salary in America is? I ain't asked for the average salary. I'm talking about my woman. <laughs> I'm just saying. My wife. She different. She built different. She got to be different. So if she's built different, she getting at least over a 60K. Like, come on. That's 60K. That's, that ain't that bad. That's not that bad. Man, hit these people with some knowledge because they, they wild in the day. I don't know what they've been drinking. Let me hear what man got either. They've been drinking on that Patron or something. But I would say for me, at least, like, if I had a salary requirement, it would have to at least be, like, at least 40. 40K. This boy dating teachers. He dating a teacher. (laughs) He said he want a second grade teacher. He don't care. A second second grade teacher saving the world. It's all good. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I would say this, like, is money really everything? Yes. Like, is that really making you happy in the end of the day? It's like you have yes. a like salary requirement for your other significant for your significant other? Yes. <laughs> Look, now, money isn't everything, but it sure does help with everything. It really do. Like, you cannot live without it. I want to live comfortably. I want to be able to go on trips. I want to be able to afford things that I like. And I cannot do that if I have to support you. So. Right, but you're the man. Okay. All right. Well, we in 2021. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Equality, remember? Equality means paying half the bills. Minimum wage hasn't gone up in like 20 years. Like, I don't got time for that. I mean, I say that, but I am confident I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm doing pretty well in life. So I'm not worried about your money. As long as you're not irritating me and you hold me down, we're good. I like that. See, because I feel like women, we have, we, we've got a little bit more to carry. Like I have to bear children. I have to carry like a whole human being in my belly. You don't have to do nothing. You know? Let's get that straight. You don't got to do nothing. You wanted to do that. I ain't saying that you had to do that. So That's you don't want you. children? I mean, I do, but look, I'm not forcing anybody to have kids. So don't what? say that I'm it's something that we have to carry. Because I'm, I'm assuming you would want to have children with, with the person you're married to. Yeah, I but you say it like it's, it's somebody forcing you to do it. Like, that's not, it's a joint thing. Like, you agreed to do it yourself. No, I that. Yeah, we might have both like because we both want children, but at the same time, I'm gonna have to be doing a lot more of the like the heavy lifting. You know, I'm the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Like, okay, like let's say like let let's just bring it home. Like, it, let's say that I need to take off. Like, I I can't be at work and I'm not gonna be making money because a I'm probably like taking like paternity or maternity leave and then also i i just want to like make sure that our kids have the right attention in their in their childhood you know and so i'm probably going to be the one who's going to be staying home i need to feel like you got it on lock even though i'm not working you know what i mean so that's kind of why like and i don't want my children to be wanting for anything and they can't have it because like their parents don't make enough money like that's just not what i want for myself so 
that's kind of why I feel like I put the I, I put a little bit more of the financial responsibility on a man generally because I feel like if I need to be home taking care of our baby then I need you to be making the bucks like regardless of whether I'm not working or not we our income needs to be solid you know so that's kind of how I see it that's why that's why I say what I say uh, I mean if we, if we can if y'all trying to get it heated then we can get it heated but if not we can just call it it just sucks to y'all because I could turn up about a hundred notches and get our get our guests mad but if not I think that's the natural conclusion we can call it. <laughs> what y'all think? Listen, I'm the guest, so it's all up to y'all. I think we should call it. I ain't trying to get Fifi too mad. I already made her mad earlier with the the whole <laughs> the queen debate. Yeah, wait, 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 right before we go. We're gonna have to fight on that. Like, I'm before we go, Jordan, what was yours? Did you say it? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I'm confident in myself and making money, and I can, I can hold myself down. Like, honestly, a lot of times, dudes don't really, I'm sorry, it's going to be a humble brag, y'all just going to forgive me, but dudes don't really, a lot of times, don't really get themselves together until, like, 35, and I feel like I'm able to take care of somebody at 24, so... I'm just saying, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to have an, way more than enough money to take care of me and somebody else. So I'm not worried about your money. Okay. As long as you help me and you support me and you're there for me, like maybe you can help me in my adventures or you can work for me. That'd be preferable. But if you want to work, that's cool. I'm just going to tell my wife that she don't have to work because your, your husband is balling. So I feel like you know, I agree on this, Jordan. I have nothing to, I have no qualms with that. Like, but she got to be an extraordinary woman, and she got to be submissive. So Ooh, I don't know if it's on. I don't, if I'm, I'm not. That's all I'm saying. We could get a popping if we wanted to. And I don't know. Saying if I'm if I'm balling like that, you got an extraordinary husband, so you got to treat me extraordinary. You know. Jordan said he's saying a meal need every a single hour. Episode on this. I don't know. House needs to be cleaned and swept every single day. I didn't say all that. <laughs> every <laughs> single day. I didn't say all that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta feed him grapes in bed. I didn't say that. Now you tripping. <laughs> I didn't say none of that. I don't like the word submissive. That's just that's just my qualm there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you guys have a lot of qualms. Qualms. <sighs> <sighs> Qualms. You see what I did there? Cause my all right, all right. You know what? Let's get out of here. Guys, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> guys, that was that was good debates. Good debates, guys. I really love that. Thank you guys for having me. I really yeah, it. yeah. Thank you for coming, Fifi. We really appreciate your insight and you coming and kicking it with us. You you made this podcast really pop. All the time. You turned it into your podcast. I love talking to you guys, so this was just fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, Fifi, do you have anything that you want to say? Or, like, you know, you want people to follow you on your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Um. MySpace? So, yeah, you guys can follow me at Ficker underscore love. That's F-I-K-R underscore L-O-V-E. Um, that's my Instagram handle. Um, you know, I might I might have a different Instagram later on. Um, thinking about it. Ooh, Ooh the picks. If you guys Ooh. have me on on another episode, then I can, I can tell you guys about that. Do you post stop picks? This is a question from the audience. So 
I generally don't post thirst traps because that's just not me. But, um, but you know what? I think at the beginning right. of this episode, I think we told everybody that Fifi was gonna post a thirst trap, so I feel like I'm gonna have to commit to that. Um, so we'll let see. me go ahead and download Instagram. Well, I'm tripping. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, let me, uh... Yikes! You better not ins- download Instagram for this. I'm not to flame you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just become a insta celebrity office hold on Ooh. Nah, we, i can't let you do that i'm not about to boost your head at the Listen, end of the show i'm not sorry influencer watch watch influencer wow that's a whole career that. now. i can't do that you know i'm too honest <laughs> I'm, I'm like literally going ahead and making my private my uh insta public so everybody oh wow <laughs> that's f as in frank i as in igloo k as in kite and r as in robert because i know a lot of americans don't know how to pronounce my name um, or how to spell it but my name means love that's why my insta handle is ficker underscore love so oh, we know why your name ficker we know we got a real reason i didn't know the thirst traps check me out check me out but yeah yeah man i want to thank everybody thank y'all jordan mang lover boy black tony stark y'all uh y'all make sure if you have any questions or you want to you want to just chat to us man hit us up on our gmail at the corporate savages at gmail.com make sure y'all subscribe and follow us on wherever you're hearing this podcast so if you're on apple music subscribe if you're on spotify follow make sure you give us five stars on apple Podcasts as well and we out wait question before y'all go is there an instagram account for this podcast corporate savages not yet it's it's coming soon it's coming soon we need a social media intern all right cool everybody corporate savages follow my page you could be our social media intern uh, no, Google, I don't intern. I'm too, way too talented for that. But you will get paid. Who paying? Well, you'll get paid in <laughs> We could pay her in gum. I got I'll a lot of gum. I'll pay you in text. I'm going to text you. If you and this is when I... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace out. Bye, guys.